Hi, I'm Erin Hartz. Welcome to Grace Plus Boundaries, a weekly memoir in a podcast. I've realized through the past decade of my recovery that I learn the most about emotional maturity through listening to the triumphant stories of others. Are you yearning to unpack the effects of intergenerational trauma in your life? Do you want to stay true to your feelings, yet also learn how to accommodate the sensibilities of your loved ones? I'm dedicated to cracking the code of combining boundary setting with grace towards one another. Educate, evaluate, and evolve. Let's do this together. Hello, survivors of trauma. Are there any Oprah fans out there? I know there must be because, you know, a lot of people love Oprah. And I am definitely one of them. I've been a follower of hers for, you know, since I was a kid, really. But I think I really got into her shows back when she was still on TV. And I just loved all her spirituality and the way she'd start having shows about that. But if you love Oprah Winfrey then you probably know the life coach Martha Beck. Or maybe you've heard of her in other ways. I think she actually is like Oprah's life coach. But she is an amazing woman that has just an incredible story. And you can find a million podcasts with her on it. She has her own podcast too, of course. Um, But today I want to tell you guys about the time that I got life coached by Martha Beck And it was actually for the Oprah magazine. So this was back in 2019. So if you looked at the paper editions of September, October, and November 2019, I'm actually in those magazines in the Martha Beck section. And um, my picture's in there and my name and everything. It's pretty exciting. Um, and that it wasn't really the claim to fame that w- that was cool because I love magazines and that I was actually in like the best one, La Creme de la Creme. So that's cool. But really the cool part of it was that I got to have three hour long sessions with Martha Beck, who is incredibly intuitive, understands the human experience better than anyone that I can think of and um, is able to explain it in layman's terms so that I can understand it. Um, So today I'm going to talk about my biggest takeaway from being coached by Martha Beck. When was that? Three years ago. I mean, it's still manifesting in my life, the things that she told me and the takeaways I, I got from there. I'm still working on them to this day. And then I want to talk about three years later, how I'm processing the trauma I went through because that's really what Martha Beck gave me is she was the first one that really helped me understand that I had gone through severe trauma. So there we go. So I'm going to talk about that today. I'm really excited to share this story because it's a really great story if I don't say so myself. Um, It's just exciting to know that she was there for me, and if I had not met her, if our worlds had not collided the way they did, I really don't think I would have been able to recover to the extent that I have recovered right now. She really gave me a huge leap forward by being able to be honest and understanding 
the very subtle types of abuse that I was experiencing with my family of origin um, and my marriage. So how did I get Martha Beck as a life coach? So I was there reading Oprah magazine one time. I love magazines and that was that's one I've read religiously for a long time. It always inspires me. And I saw, I was reading Martha Beck's column and I saw this little advertisement in the middle and it said something like, if you want to be a subject or a client or whatever the word was um, of this column, then email Martha at blah, blah, blah and tell us your story, right? So I, I just had this feeling at that moment that I should do it, you know, kind of like that little um, nudge from, from God or the universe. And so I had a few extra minutes at that time, and I thought, okay, I'll go upstairs. I think it was like a Sunday morning. So I went upstairs to my little office area, my little black Ikea desk, <laughs> and I sat there and I composed a really short email to them um, about how I had been three years divorced and was going through a lot of recovery. I had quit drinking and my life had changed for the better. I had had a job. I was learning how to be a single parent and starting to get to the thriving part, maybe close to it. In most areas of my life and with friends, I was doing better with relationships there. But the one part of my life that was severely lacking was with relationships with a significant other. So since I had been divorced, I had dated a very few amount of times. But when I had, it was horrific. I mean, I was really attracting some really bad people. And... um so I really, after that, when I, when I realized how bad this was, I stopped dating. And I, you know, it was few and far between that I had even tried it. And um, when an incident happened on a date, um, I decided, okay, I need to take this seriously. This is actually dangerous for me to be dating. So I took off at least a year at that point. It might have been two years before I even dated again. So I was kind of like, gosh, I've done all this work on myself, but it doesn't seem to be transferring to my dating life. So that's really what I was writing them about. So, you know, a couple weeks later, I got a call or an email or whatever from one of the producers and she talked to me for a while. And I, before I got on that phone call, I really just prayed and asked my higher power to open me up, make sure I'm just willing to go there because I get the chance to have Martha Beck as a life coach, my job, I felt like, was to be as open and honest as I possibly could with myself. Because if you've ever been in therapy, you know that you can go there and really be open and actually try to get something out of it if you're willing to be honest. Or you can kind of sit there and act like you don't know what's going on and don't want to figure it out and kind of, you know, don't do anything. So I wanted to take this experience and use it. And, you know, it's hard to say a lot of negative things about myself or the way I perceived it then. It was hard to open up and share shameful things about myself. But I wanted to do that because I truly did want to get to the bottom of what was going on with me because I did not know what was going on. I really was out of answers and I didn't understand what was happening. Even though I had read a bunch of books about certain things, I was still kind of missing a lot of the picture. 
So it worked out and, you know, the producer called me one day. I had the time off of work or whatnot and I sat there in my room and, and she connected with me with Martha Beck. And so on that first call, we talked about how I had been sexually abused by a girl my age when I was a kid. And I do call it sexual abuse because it wasn't just playing around. She obviously was being molested by somebody a lot older. And she tried out a lot of those things on me when I was a kid. And this was my best, one of my best friends growing up. So I'd spend the night at her house a lot. And the reason why I know that it was abuse and not just kids playing around um, was because she was very domineering and pushy and... Um, she really took control of things and really controlled me with um, with the things that she would do. Um, so when I told Martha that, she had asked me, when I said that my parents didn't know about it, I had never told them that this happened with this friend of mine, and it went on for a very long time. It probably started when I was about five years old, and then it went on until around the time we were like 13-ish, um, off and on, you know. Um, so when I told Martha that, I didn't realize I had been holding it in for so long that I didn't realize what a traumatic experience that was for me. And I mean traumatic in the in the fact that it literally changed the way my brain works to be dominated by someone sexually at that young of an age. So that's kind of my first not kind of, that was my first experience with any sexual encounter. And that certainly imprinted on my brain in a very negative way. And so she talked about how, Erin, this trauma is huge. And she even said in her Martha Beck way, she said, if this was a scale of trauma on zero to genocide, you'd be a nine. And I just thought, that w- that blew my mind that she said that it was that big of a trauma that I had been through because my whole life I had acted to myself. I had kept it to myself and I had thought like, oh, it's no big deal. It was just another girl. It wasn't like this man, you know, abused me or, you know, it didn't seem like it could be that bad, but she really saw that. And then on she helped me in that way. And we talked about some other stuff. So that was kind of the first one. And I talked about why that may have happened to me because I didn't really understand that and she helped me realize that that stuff that happened with me and my friend was more of an effect of the fact that my home life was lacking. So I always saw that like probably I I always thought I was probably messed up because of the fact that I had this sexual abuse in in the past. But now she was showing me that it was actually one of the byproducts of the fact that I wasn't getting the emotional needs met at my own home. And so she describes my childhood um, or helped me unpack the fact that I was really emotionally neglected as a kid. And, um, you know, of course, my parents don't know, didn't know. They (laughs) tried their best to bring me everything that they didn't have when they were kids. 
Um, so they were doing their best, but still there was this huge lack in our home of emotionality. And maybe because also I'm just a very highly sensitive person too, it's possible that has something to do with it. But um, that really helped me understand that there was a lot more going on, like all these factors going on that led up to me being sexually abused and me, and it going on for that long. Because if I think back to my five-year-old self, I never once even thought of telling my mom. I mean, I just knew that I would be blamed for it. And thinking like in my five-year-old head that I knew I couldn't reach out for help to anyone in my whole family or in anyone in my friends, anyone in my school. Like I kept that a major, major secret and it was a huge short source of shame, I think, for me as a kid. So that was kind of the first call with Martha. And then our second call, we kind of unpacked more like what exactly was happening in my home that could have caused that and um, that emotional neglect. And I don't want to go into too much detail here because I want to protect, you know, the people in my life. And I don't want to make anybody out to be a villain. Um, but there's some dysfunction in my family that I am a part of too. And I'm trying really hard to break that cycle so that I'm not pushing it onto my son as well. Because I know for sure that if I don't impact these these things now, the same thing is gonna happen to my son in different ways. It's just amazing and sad the way it repeats itself from generation to generation. So what is my biggest takeaway from being coached by Martha? All that came to basically at the end that I was emotionally neglected as a kid. And what did that mean for me now in my life? That's really the part that mattered. It wasn't about blaming what happened then. What does that mean for me now? Well, A, it means that I have survived a lot of trauma and I really need to get therapy like stat all the time, you know, weekly therapy, or she was saying, you really need to be in therapy, you know, as much as possible. Um, so after that, I did get, I mean, I had been trying to get a regular therapist through my healthcare, but they weren't good. And it had been almost more re-traumatizing to be in those hands than, than not going to therapy at all. So eventually, um, I did find a better therapist um, Martha also helped me understand that my family has a lot of enmeshment, which means that as a child, I really was taking on a lot of my parents' feelings for whatever reason, and I was still doing that as an adult. And it was up to me to start separating myself from my parents because it was unhealthy for me. It is unhealthy for me. And so that's really the takeaway is that it's not about blaming the past. It's about what do I need to do now? And I was still having the enmeshment problem with my parents as an adult talking about it. So also around this time, since I had never told my parents about the abuse and then it was going to be in the magazine, I had to tell them and I wanted to tell them. It was just like, it's like, how do you broach that kind of subject, you know? So I got support from Martha and 
she was kind of like, well, let's see what happens when you tell them, you know, and um, I went there with a friend to my parents' house one day and said I had something to tell them, and, you know, I, I said the thing that happened, and I didn't really go into too much detail. I just said that this happened and the person that it happened with, and um, my parents had their reactions, and I just felt better that I actually told the truth. Um, I guess a lot did come out of that. Um, from that, I realized how one of my parents is just really not able to make connections with me, and the other one is, you know, and it's just the way they are. They're imperfect humans just like me. And um, so one of my parents, I really, really had to start taking a step back from because they didn't understand what I had gone through. And they basically told me that it was up to me to get over that. It didn't happen to them and they had no part in it. So basically, you're on your own is what that person told me. And um, that really hurt because I, I think I just wanted to talk about it to have them understand me. And that it just brought up a huge wound because I felt misunderstood a lot in my life. That's one of my things that I go back to. And, you know, this was really the straw that broke the camel's back with that parent. And so I chose to take a step back for a while from the family. And I said, I'm going to see you guys on, on some holidays but I'm not going to be talking to you on the phone or hanging out with you other than that. And um, yeah, my parents were really, really upset and they said a lot of mean things. And I don't think I reacted that well then. I think I was still trying to defend myself to them. I hadn't gotten to the point to realize that I'm not never going to really be able to explain this to them. They're probably not going to understand it. Um, now, thankfully, I'm in acceptance of that and I don't try to have them understand me anymore. I just do my own thing now and, and let the cards fall where they do. Um, so that was a really rough time. I don't know why my parents both agreed to allow this in the magazine. They could have said no because I had mentioned them. They had to sign off that this could be printed. And one of them was upset and said that they wanted a rebuttal. And it was, I don't really know what to do with that comment. It's like, well, do a rebuttal then. Like, no one's stopping you from writing something. If you want to tell your opinion, I'd love to hear your opinion. What is that opinion, you know? And in the moment, I didn't know what to say. So I just, you know, I said, thank you for approving it. And because I thought it was important for this story to get out. I felt like me sharing what happened to me could help other people. And I'm sure the magazine did too, else they wouldn't have printed it. So I hope people read my story and there were other survivors of, of sexual abuse from other friends, you know, kids their age that I had never heard of that happening before. So that's why I really did want to share about it because that is truly abuse. And I what had gone through a lot. I do need a lot of support to get over that. And even if um, my parents didn't help me with the getting over it, you know, I'm an adult and it's my time to take responsibility to help myself no matter what they feel about it. So three years later, um, I'm still learning how to detach from my parents because I want their approval. 
You know, there's still that part of me that is a kid that wants their their approval and I'm trying to grieve the loss of that and have a different type of relationship with them. And here's the last takeaway is Martha kind of said this to me, but I really get it after talking to her, is that I'm never going to find a true relationship or partnership with a significant other if I can't detach from my parents. And so for the last three years, that's kind of resonated in my head. And I've been working on it a little bit when it comes up. Um, But just really recently, I've done some more work with that one parent of mine that, um, you know, really took it badly. And I realized there wasn't a really strong connection there, sadly. And um, it's a big grieving process to stop being the daughter that I think I'm supposed to be. And it's hard to let my parents live their life and not try to fix their feelings. Um, But I have really tried to be what they wanted me to be for my whole life. And you know, it kind of didn't make them happy. It kind of didn't work. So it didn't work. I think that they always wanted more. And so um, I need to live my life for me now. And I'm finally really getting that. And so there we go. I'm separating from my family and it's an emotional toll on me. And sometimes I get really sad and I just need to take a couple hours to cry about it and grieve the loss. You know, I don't go around thinking about it all the time, but there's certain times that it comes up and I take some time to grieve that loss and, and try to comfort myself and not feel guilty about the fact that I don't have a relationship with one of my parents the way I want it to be, you know, and I feel sad about that. I do, but it, it's not... It's not the end of the world. I'm still going to be okay. I can still be a strong person. I have so many friends that love me now, thank goodness. And they're my other family, you know. And I have my family of origin who I love too. And I love to see them at certain times. Um, But I've stopped talking to them about a lot of things because I just, we're different. You know, we're really different and it's okay. I know They try in their own way, and I know they love me in their own way. And there's, I love them too. You know, it's just, I don't have to see them all the time. I don't have to talk to them on the phone all the time. I can appreciate them for who they are, and I can appreciate me and let myself have boundaries. So I hope you got something out of that today. If you don't know Martha Beck, look her up. She's awesome. She has some great books about finding ourselves and being authentic and all that kind of stuff. So, all right, take care, survivors. You deserve a big high five and a smile in the mirror for showing up for yourself today. Thank you for your dedication to introspection and self-awareness because our personal evolution is what will make this world a better place. If you enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star review and share it with a friend. And let me know if you want to be a guest to share how you are navigating intergenerational trauma in your life. You're welcome to join my free monthly goal-setting workshop on the first Wednesday of every month. Just DM me at iHeartsAaron.